Welcome to Stand Out, the show that shares strategies you can use right now to get noticed and be seen as a thought leader in your industry. I'm your host, Cheryl Tan, with CherylTanMedia.com. This is episode number 50, and it has been a journey. The first person I interviewed for the Standout podcast was Todd Cochran, the CEO of Raw Voice, better known as Blueberry, the podcast hosting service. He's also the host of the Geek News Central podcast, and he said something way back then that has stuck with me over the last 50 episodes. Rather than paraphrase it, I'm going to read you a quote. Everybody wants something today. They don't want it tomorrow. The show you do on episode one is going to sound different by episode 50, but most content creators never make it to 50. I have told this stat many, many times, 50% of shows that start don't make it to episode seven. The next break is about 20 to 25 shows. Another of those 50% remaining won't make it to 25 Those who do might make it to two years. So at two years, you might make it two out of 10 that started in the beginning. It was really an eye-opening interview with Todd Cochran. When I interviewed Todd at the end of 2015, I thought, that's not going to be me. I'm going to do a show a week. I know how to be consistent. I've done it for years in my career as a TV news reporter. And I was consistent producing a weekly show for almost a year. And then life and business got in the way. Now, almost two years after starting the show, I'm at the 50-episode mark. Thousands of downloads later, despite no new episodes for which I'm very grateful. And I'm more excited than ever for this show. There are some really great nuggets you can learn from my interview with Todd. I'm going to link that show to the show notes for this episode at CherylTanMedia.com forward slash podcast. Todd's episode is episode number one. Remember, it is episode one, so the audio is actually not good at all. (laughs) While you're on the page looking at the show notes, I would love it if you took some time to subscribe to the show. There's a link at the bottom of each podcast show notes post. And while you're there on that iTunes subscriptions page, please leave an honest review. These are two ways to get this show in front of more people. Thank you in advance. Today, I want to talk about building a tribe, building a community of like-minded people around yourself for a greater goal, because together we can get so much more done. And being that person or part of that group, the one that leads the charge, is a great way to stand out. Over the weekend, I had the opportunity to be in a room full of almost 1,000 women. It was part of the Virginia Women's Conference at the Virginia Beach Convention Center hosted by Senator Mark Warner. I think we filled up the entire building. (laughs) The energy at the conference was incredible, especially when you looked around and thought about what these women had to do to get there, to be at that event, and to be present pantyhose, party dresses, and pumps for a day-long Saturday event. Everybody looked incredible. I was there to moderate a workshop on how to build a thriving community. We had several hundred women joining us, and we were so excited to talk about this with so many people. 
For those of you who don't know locally, I'm one of the founders of a local group called the Women's Forum of Coastal Virginia. And when I presented this idea of helping other people create their own communities, their own tribes, I wasn't sure if my group or the conference organizers would agree this was a worthy topic, but they all said yes, and we got the chance to tell our story. I'm not alone in this, not at all. There are five of us total involved in this effort. I met my four partners in crime in the last couple of years. Dan Bell is the president of Hampton Roads Innovation Collaborative, a local nonprofit dedicated to promoting innovation and technology in our community. Kristen Littlewood is a marketing executive. Erica Small Cisco is the program director for the Women's Business Center at Old Dominion University. And Elizabeth Duncan Hawker is the owner of Red Hawk Strategic Solutions. About a year and a half ago, we were attending lots of meetings separately. And in those spaces, we saw a need for something that didn't exist already in our community. We were listening to the women we came in contact with and we saw that they were looking for a space for professional and entrepreneurial women to meet and learn from each other on an ongoing basis. That's what we saw. We didn't want our group to be a business learning event or something devoted solely to industry-specific teachings. We wanted it more to be a place to gather a group of women and really have the opportunity to get to know each other. We called it Personal Development for Professional Women, the Women's Forum of Coastal Virginia. Our meetings would be meetings held every two months or so on an ongoing basis. Fabulous food would be included in the ticket price. Even more importantly, though, smart speakers and really great conversation, authentic conversation, real talk about growing a family, managing everything, building a business, handling a career, doing it all. At the time we created this, at the end of 2016, we didn't know if anyone would be interested outside of our group. Since then, we have had four events and hundreds of people have joined us and told us things like, the Women's Forum of Coastal Virginia inspired me to be bold and fearless in pursuit of my dreams. We created this to serve a need we saw, and we were thrilled to find other people were running with it. In our live session at the Virginia Women's Conference this past weekend, we shared six steps to building this group, this tribe, this like-minded community. I thought this podcast audience might find this information valuable, so I'll share our six steps with you. Here's number one. It's to find like-minded people who are pushing for that same goal. So many of us have an idea, an idea that could create some serious impact. We know it, but that's where most people leave it. They're just talking about it to themselves, maybe to their close family, but that's it. They have an idea and they don't actually do anything with it. Each and every one of the people in our group had an idea, and we found each other since we all had a common goal. Together, we have made more of an impact than we could have going at it alone. I am certain of that. For me, it started with a conversation I had with Dan during a meeting one day about the need for something geared to women's lives, not necessarily all business or all work, more personal development. 
He agreed. And that's where I might have left it. But then Dan started talking with other people who happened to feel the same way. And we all agreed together that it was an idea that had merit and our group was formed. I suggest this really important step to anybody who wants to build a following, and that is to talk to real people about it. Maybe those people are in a Facebook group. Maybe they're at a networking meeting. Maybe they're at an after-work social. Maybe they're in your office. But share your ideas out loud and watch the reaction and see if the people who are talking with you say they want to be a part of what you're creating or if they don't. If you talk with enough people, you may find, like I did, there are people who want to collaborate. One of my favorite books is The Tipping Point by Malcolm Gladwell, and he says there are three different types of people. Connectors, who know a lot of people. Mavens, who know a lot of things and like to share that information. And salesmen, who are super charismatic. If you talk with enough people, you'll eventually run into a connector who will get you in front of more people who may be able to help you out. Dan, for sure, is that connector. So start talking. The second step to building a thriving community or a tribe is to set aside a time each week to check in. Now, this applies to you, even if it's just you. But you need some time to think about the strategy you have in place to make the right contacts, to book space online or offline, to find more of the right people to join your community. We meet every week on the phone. Sometimes we have a lot to discuss. Sometimes we have just a few things. If someone can't make it, fine, no problem. Notes are put in an email and those who couldn't make it live can catch up on what happened. It's a way to check in, to stay connected, and to get things taken care of before they become a problem. And since we're all volunteers, it actually saves time, about half an hour, 45 minutes a week, to see what needs to be done. And then we break to do our respective tasks, which when you put it all together, really isn't all that much. And that leads to my tip number three. We allow for the people in the group to tap into their special skills. You know this. There are some things that you do that don't take a lot of time at all to do. But if someone else were to do it, it might be agonizing for them. We've pulled together a very talented group of people with some very specialized skill sets. We let everybody do what they're good at. So after our weekly meetings are over, it doesn't take too, too long to get done what needs to get done because we are tapping into what we are naturally good at. And since we're all volunteers, it's a win-win for everyone. For example, Erica is so very in tune with female business owners. She helps us with strategy. Dan finds our meeting space. He's a connector. Kristen handles all of our marketing materials. Liz shares our message with all of the groups she's a part of, and she's a part of many. She knows a lot of people in the community, and I try to bring it all together live as the MC and moderator for our events. We didn't realize at the time how lucky we were to have all of those skill sets represented. But if you have the opportunity to think about this beforehand, you can put things in place, you can strategize who you want in your group before forming your own group. The fourth thing we do to grow our group is to utilize the networks of the people on our team. We each have different groups we belong to. We're all different ages. We have our own different tribes. 
And we make sure we take the message of this group into the other ones we're a part of. It brings all of us together and can grow all groups if that is your goal. For example, we had the opportunity to meet the conference organizers at the Virginia Women's Conference months before their event over the weekend. They were looking to reach out to the women in our community to let them know about the Virginia Women's Conference. And we were happy to share this event with our group. In return, I thought it might be a great opportunity to put our group in front of new people namely the attendees of that conference, a way to partner, if you will, and share our message with a new group of people. And this live workshop idea was born. Now to the fifth step in building a tribe, and that is to ask for feedback. Once we got events going and we had people interested in what we were offering in terms of speakers, great food, and a really wonderful group of women, we wanted to make sure we continued to serve the people who chose to be with us. We ask for feedback as much as possible through physical surveys we hand out in each event, and we're always talking with our attendees, asking them what they liked and listening for the response. From those paper surveys, though, we get something better. We get testimonials, we get constructive feedback, and we learn what it is our tribe really wants in writing. And that ties in to our last step, number six, which is to listen. It's so easy to ask for opinions and then not listen for the answer. But when we ask for feedback from the people who attend our events, we really try to respond by giving them what they want. That's how we decided to do a session on time management. During one session, so many women talked about how exhausting it was to get everything done. So we pulled together a panel of real working women who had actionable steps, concrete ideas, and really smart strategies to handle the issue of time management without the guilt. (laughs) There you have it. Six steps to building your tribe. Find like-minded people who are pushing for the same goal. Set aside time each week to check in. Allow for people in the group to tap into their special skills. Utilize networks. Ask for feedback. Listen and follow through. I will put all of these steps in a download that you can have at the show notes for this episode at CherylTanMedia.com forward slash podcast. This is episode number 50. If you have questions or if you want support as you build your tribe, join the community I have created specifically for this podcast. You can search for the group on Facebook. It's Standout with Cheryl Tan Community. You can put that in the search box. Or you can find a link to the group at CherylTanMedia.com forward slash community. I hope these tips help you determine what you need to do to create your own group. If you know someone who would find this helpful, feel free to share this show with them. Just go to your podcast app if you are in iTunes, tap on this episode, and click the purple circle with the three dots. A drop-down menu will appear, and you can share this episode through email or text. If you like what you're hearing or you have feedback to make this show better, please leave a review of the show, Stand Out with Cheryl Tan in iTunes. I would love it if you subscribe to the show as well. Show notes for this episode, including that download I mentioned with the six steps to building a community, are at CherylTanMedia.com forward slash podcast. This is episode number 50. Thank you so much for joining us.
Until next time, I'm Cheryl Tan.